0: My friends, welcome back to the Awaken Space Podcast. I'm Chris, for those that don't know, and this is going to be a very fun episode. I realize that even after all these episodes, literally this is, I think this is either episode 83 or 84, but um, I still don't have an introduction. (laughs) That's pretty funny to me, actually. I remember when I first started this podcast out, I tried different introductions and I liked the way that they worked, so I might go back to it. And uh, I think it'd be fun because I can, like, just, like, mess around with, like, different styles of introducing myself and the podcast. Like I said before, though, this episode is going to be fun. We're going to talk about some, uh, some fun stuff, but, um, yeah, uh, just to get into some personal things, I am at a point in my life where and when, I guess when you say at a point in my life, that's more so when rather than where, right? Um, but it kind of goes for both, both when and where. Um, Yeah, I'm at a point in my life when and where I am just, like, productive to the max. (laughs) I'm creating more than I've ever created before in my life, which is super exciting. And I'm wildly focused. And it's interesting, too, because for me growing up, I was often told... um, that I actually had a challenging time focusing which I think that so the wh- when when I was told this was one, um in uh middle school I believe it was which was obviously years ago and um I believe that humans have an incredible potential to grow uh mentally and um it was just interesting to me because Looking back now, I realize that what I was told back then was not only untrue, but it's a fallacy to the fact that in the education system we're told to pay attention, but we're not told—I mean, we're not taught how to pay attention or how to focus, right? And so I think that that's super interesting. And aside from that, um, throughout my life, I've had uh, quite a few interests, you know. I'm versatile when it comes to the things that I'm interested in. You know, I'm an artist. I'm a coach. Um, I have the podcast and everything. Uh, you know, an artist in different areas, too. You know, there's, uh, there's visual arts. There's music. There's video. Um, just all these different kind of aspects. And it goes deeper in that and everything. What's interesting is that I was told this in my life and I believed it for a while which is something that if you don't question it and you just let yourself believe it, it can take you to, I'm not going to call it dangerous places or areas, just like it could potentially cripple you. So um, I'm so focused in doing everything that I know that I want to and following through with it and being consistent. And I appreciate that I can be vulnerable on here. I mean, I just choose to. Like, you're going to hear it, I'm going to say it, and that's what it is. <laughs> right? It's the other way around. I'm going to say it, you're going to hear it, because... That's just the order. That's how it works. Um, But it's wildly fascinating. And the way that I look at it is that while I've been told throughout my life that I need to pick one thing and stick with it and just focus on one thing, um, you know, for your entire life, I think that a lot of this um, advice was coming from people that were older than me that kind of grew up in this manner of just like, kind of like one size fits all if you will that may not be the best metaphor for it but it's really just this whole idea that you know you pick one thing and that's it and all I can say is that this is my life and I say this with nothing but confidence and strength in knowing that I have the ability to do whatever it is that I want to I'm able to stay focused stay disciplined and all that stuff And the reason that I'm saying this is because I'm sure that there are going to be some people listening to this who maybe have been told at some point in their life that they need to pick one thing and stick with it or um, not to focus on so many different things. And it's really not about that. It's more so about disciplining yourself and following through, being consistent with what it is that you actually want to do with life. You know, If you're going to be focused on a few different things, that's fine as long as you're focused and as long as while you're doing one thing you're doing one thing at a time and you know i can't tell you how to live i can advise in different ways right but what worked for me was realizing that it was never a matter of not being able to focus in fact the thing that's kind of scary is that when you're told that you have an inability to focus and you believe it you actually start believing that you have an inability to focus like isn't it crazy how that works I'll say that again, when you're told or taught that you have an inability to focus, you start to believe it, and when you adopt a very specific belief system like that, you start to act out being someone who has an inability to focus, so therefore, your attention is all over the place, and it's just not disciplined. it's not concrete, and um, the only way to step outside of that is by realizing that it's just an opinion based on probably a BS observation, right? And it's really important to understand that opinions do not equal fact, right? A lot of people are going around these days crippled by people's opinions, (laughs) right? Whether it's one person, two person, three people, you know, 10 people, however many people it is, it's just opinions. And it really is very insignificant. Um, And so I learned that after years, I don't have... And an ability to focus. I mean, there are quite a few things that I do throughout the day that really help me ground with better focus, which I'm grateful for. Uh, Meditation is one of them. Cold showers is another thing. Uh, Journaling, writing down my goals for the day and everything, understanding, you know, priorities, uh, levels of importance and everything. And that's been super helpful for me. But um, really just giving my full attention to whatever it is that I'm doing. Like, that's really how you get better at focusing and paying attention, giving your undivided attention to whatever it is that you're doing in that moment. And if someone's trying to get your attention and you're doing something else, you know, you could just say to them, I'm doing this right now, just give me one second and then you'll have my undivided attention. You'll be amazed at how much it works wonders in terms of relationships and communication and everything, it's powerful. But um, just really understand that, ground with the fact that If you are told or taught that you have an inability to do anything, right? It's not just about being focused or being able to pay attention. Belief systems are powerful. They drive us, right? What we believe we will experience, not because it's real, but because we believe it. That's how powerful our belief systems are in terms of shaping our perception of this life in reality. Um, Of course, reality exists beyond thought. That's an entirely different discussion. But uh, I just wanted to give some sense of direction to people who are listening right now who have been told at some point in, lo- in life that they have an inability to focus and pay attention or they've allowed themselves to believe that um, and they actually act it out. It's, it's real. It's something that you've got to become aware of and it's something that you've got to cut the head off of because if you don't, it will be toxic for you and it will take you down avenues in life that you just don't need to go down. So, um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> like I was saying, getting back to what I was talking about before. It's real cool to be where I am now because I've never been more grounded with who I am as a person, my wants and needs, um, what it is that I'm creating, consistency, persistency, all that stuff. It's real cool. And um, I'm just I'm, I'm grateful to be here. And it's interesting because now that I bring that up, it ties into what I'm going to get into in this episode, which is the importance of seeking discomfort. Now, I think that a lot of people would maybe say, Well, that story that you just told, how is it that you stepped outside of comfort to even get to where you are now, right? And it really comes down to this I was actually comfortable in the idea that maybe I was unable to do these different things. Right. Like everyone was telling me, literally everyone in my life was telling me like, like, dude, like, like like, what's going on. Right. And I think that it was more so it, it was a mixture of different things. My energy was all over the place due to different things. I accept that. Um, there were different addictions that I experienced. Um, Different things that I was unaware of. And whenever someone says you have an inability to focus or you lack the ability to focus, it's just simply not true. Because we are all able. Like, the reason why it's so untrue is like, it's literally such an untrue statement you lack the ability to focus. No, (laughs) the reason why that is untrue is because it's just a flat out lie. See, the reason why is because going back to Carol S. Dweck's mindset, the new psychology of success, there are two mindsets, right? There's the fixed mindset where you believe you're just fucked, right? You're stuck with what it is that you have mentally and things are just unchangeable, right? There's that. And there's growth mindset, and growth mindset is that you believe that, well, because it's, it's fact. I mean, the brain is plastic. It can grow. It, just, it doesn't stop growing at you know, a certain age, and like after you get out of high school or college or something like that. It continually grows. And depending on what you feed it, you're either feeding it good stuff or bad stuff. But you lack the ability to focus. I was comfortable inside of this. I accepted this notion for a very long time, right? For years upon years on end. And what it did for me was kind of just like, it brought me on the level of people who were telling me, and I basically just like catered to their opinions and stuff. It was dumb, but it was what it was. And so it took me (laughs) arguments, um, controversial conversations, not really controversial. It's just like, people didn't want to hear it. They didn't want to hear that they were wrong, but the fact of the matter is that I came to the realization that I never lacked the ability to focus, that when it all comes down to it, like I was saying before in the education system, we're never taught these critical skills to actually get through a session in a class, right? Like, you know, maybe we're doing something else and the teacher's like, pay attention, right? But they're not like, here, let me teach you how to pay attention ever. They're always just like, pay attention, stay focused okay, great. Well, you want to teach me how to do that? No. All right. Well then (laughs) what do you want from me? And on top of that, a greater portion of the material in the classroom. I know I've talked about this many times before. I have my reservations about the current education system as a one, as a uh, cookie cutter, one size fits all, um, BS system that really isn't benefiting a lot of students. Um, and so I, it really just came down to the fact that I wasn't interested in lot of the classes. Like, you're not going to retain information or even want to if you're not interested in the material being taught in the classes. And that was a very real reality for me. I can guarantee you probably, you know, a lot of people out there aren't as well, you know? I mean, a lot of people are coming out of the education system, even out of college, and they're like, that's not going to do anything for me, you know? And it's unfortunate. Um, But it's it's, it is what it is right now. And I know that it's changing because many people are aware of it, but going back to what I was saying before, I had to come to the understanding that I'm not stuck with that fixed mindset of crap. This is me. I lack the inability to focus. Right. Um, I then basically transformed my thinking and I was like, well, wait a second. Like if the brain is plastic, if I have the ability to further grow it and I can learn new things, right, then I can focus. Because if it's something that I'm interested in and I really put in, you know, the the time and the effort and figure out how to stay focused and pay attention, I can make it happen, right? A lot of people didn't like hearing this, whether it's surprising or not for you to hear that. A lot of people really didn't like hearing it, but pushing past the comfort of kind of, like, abiding by people's opinions, because that's all that they are, really. They're just, like, once you truly understand that, like, 99.99999% of the noise coming from other people is just opinions and not facts, life gets really fucking sweet. (laughs) Like, wildly sweet. Because then you realize that it's just noise, and it doesn't mean anything. I mean, don't get me wrong, have the ability to distinguish, um... Good advice from noise. That's important because then you'll be able to consume really great stuff from really great people who have done really great things. But when it actually comes to being able to understand, well, like, wait a second, this is just the person's opinion and I don't have to allow myself to be crippled by it. Um, people don't like their, their, you know, what they say being questioned. So for me, it was a little bit uncomfortable to step outside of that and be like, Like in the, in the very beginning, back when I cared about what people thought about me, you know, um, there are many levels to people pleasing, by the way, (laughs) for those who aren't aware and, um, caring about people's opinions is actually one of them. And like walking on eggshells around them is one of them. Um, but like, I just realized that I didn't need to because it never benefited me. And so I stepped outside of that. I became a little bit uncomfortable for a bit. And what happened was I started to understand that my beliefs were driving my reality. And if my belief was that I lack the ability to focus, then I will lack the ability to focus. And if we practice distraction 24 seven, we become what? Distracted, exactly. (laughs) And if we practice focus 24 seven, we become focused. It's really that simple. Um, So, yeah, that's when I started to realize that, you know, I'm down with the growth mindset. Shout out to Carol S. Dweck. And it's just, it's it's real stuff. But that was more so just diving into, like, my personal story and, like, what was going on back then. And um, now I want to dive more into, like, the logistics of like, the importance of seeking discomfort. Um, But, like, think about it. Those who are used to comfort will face challenges when it comes to discomfort, right? But those who seek discomfort are more likely adaptable. And I think it's interesting, you know, those who are used to discomfort, I mean, uh, those who are used to comfort will face challenges when it comes to discomfort. And this goes back to the whole aspect of people-pleasing. In fact, this is a great example for this. Um, so it's, it's, when you're, when you've been used to being a people pleaser your entire freaking life, it's comfortable to continue walking on eggshells around people's opinions, right? Because you just want to continue catering to them because for whatever reason, you need them to like you and you need that BS fulfillment and stuff, right? And so then... When it comes to changing outside of that, it becomes uncomfortable for you because you've been so used to creating that narrative that, you know, you need these opinions, you know, you you thrive on them and everything, even though it's not true. And so it becomes more of a challenge to step outside of that and question people's opinions, realizing that they are just opinions and not facts. But of course, those who seek discomfort are more likely adaptable. Those who seek discomfort are more likely adaptable would bring me to say that when it comes to understanding who you are as a person, like if if you go from being a people pleaser, right? You know, being codependent and everything. When you go from being a codependent people pleaser to someone who is very aware of themselves, their wants and needs, everything changes. There's going to be a bit of discomfort because, I guess, like, breaking the news to the person that, like, you just don't care how they feel about you or how they think about you, you know, it it, it changes the dynamics of the relationship a lot, and it might even throw the well-being of your relationship with them into question, which, of course, that's totally fine, Uh, but these are just really examples, like, from my own personal life, to be honest. So, I want to dive more now into altogether, you know, the importance of seeking discomfort. Um, people that consider discomfort as their norm are likely to be better off in challenging situations. They have a better sense of how to handle them and can find themselves more grounded in potential chaos. This is so incredibly important. Um, it reminds me actually, this whole idea of you know, when, when you seek comfort, challenges are really going to challenge you, right? Because when you're comfortable with something, it's kind of like, you know, for instance, um, I take cold showers every day. And, uh, when, like when I used to tell my family about taking them and everything, like they, they were like, Oh my God, this and that it's, it's, it's funny stuff. It's funny to listen to it. Um, but to be completely honest with you, it was really hard for me to like transition into cold showers because like it's cold, <laughs> it's cold and people really, they, people literally live for hot showers. I mean, I used to be one of them, right? But what's interesting is that I've actually been able to draw parallels between the discomfort that I'm choosing these days and the things that happened for me. Notice how I say for me and not to me. The things that happened for me early on in life. um, You know, being treated different ways by different people and stuff, usually in a unfortunately negative... Well, I say unfortunately now. um, Of course, it happened for me. So it was all just realizing about it. But um, it's so interesting. Like, I, I seek discomfort now because I realize that Everything that happened in my life early on happened for me, and it happened so that I could go through so much adversity. I think that's the right word to use for this. Um, You know, just like challenges and everything. And I love that. I love the fact that now, even in times of uh, chaos, I'm able to be grounded. Grounded. I'm able to guide myself. I'm able to guide other people. Like that's like, it's, it's awesome. But then there's this whole idea of, you know, the person who learns to sleep on a rocks, you know, anything about like, like that is rock bottom, right? And this goes back to discomfort. That is rock bottom, pun intended. (laughs) Someone who learns to sleep on rocks, you know, that is rock bottom. Anything above that is a five-star hotel. Right, <laughs> right. Like it's like when you think about it, it's just. I think that that's a really great metaphor for this episode altogether. Um, when you get really comfortable with discomfort, and you know you continually seek it, the dynamics of things, of experiences in life change. Like that's just the way it is. Um, and yeah, we possess an exceptional sense of adaptability. Testing this ability is key in growth. Maybe you want to become a better communicator, but you're terrified of talking for whatever reason. Putting yourself in a position of being a key communicator, regardless of the position, that will change the narrative in your mind that's telling you to run when it gets weird, scary, or uncomfortable. Alongside communication is speaking, another uncomfortable thing for a lot of people. Um... I just want to take some time to share a, um, a story of my own personal life. Cause I thought that this was definitely, um, just a great example of the idea of kind of like seeking discomfort. And I, I do remember, cause like, I'll just, I'll just get into it. So in, uh, in my public speaking class back in, I think it was two semesters. No. Yeah, no, it was, it was either two or three, maybe even four semesters ago, um, in college, I took a public speaking class and, um, for most people, (laughs) I don't remember what part of the class we learned this in, but apparently for most people, people would prefer death over public speaking. That's how, um, that's how anxiety driven it is for people, which is super funny in my opinion. But, um, yeah, so for the class, we had you know, different sessions, Uh, we'd put together different speeches and everything, and I might be good at speaking, right? Or I might be great, you know, whatever it is, but that doesn't change the fact that getting up in front of a crowd or an audience can be very um, anxiety-inducing, right? like, you become terrified that you're going to do something wrong, or, like, whatever, like, like, it's not even, like, a matter of, like, what can go wrong, it's just the fact that you think something is going to go wrong, um, but it's just, it's so interesting, because that level of, like, anxiety that is prominent in your mind, when you're, and that's not for everyone, but when, when, you know, a lot of people get used to it, when you're about to go up and do that, um, you're just like, you're, you're trembling. Right. And I remember for me, because I didn't want the feeling to last long. Not everyone does this, right? Most people want to go last, <laughs> but, but I remember my professor being like, all right, today's speech is, and then he said what it was. And he was like, who wants to go first? And literally I shot my hand up this like, just like a split second after he said it and, like, that wasn't even from a place, like, like, that was just from a place of, like, I need to, I need to do this, and it was, it was challenging to be the first one, because, of course, you know, (laughs) nobody, nobody raised their hand, nobody raised their hand for the, to be the first, and, uh, also, it gets so bad to the point where, like, it doesn't matter if you're the first or second, like, like, Then the professor is like, and who wants to be the second? No one raises their hand. Like, so it it ultimately ends up being like the professor choosing who goes second, third, fourth, fifth, all that stuff. And the reason why I did that was yes, because I wanted to get it out of the way, but also because there's so much discomfort in throwing yourself into that fire. Right. And just like like even if you don't want to just just doing it, there's a lot of discomfort there. But it teaches you so unbelievably much about just like the level of unimportance and irrelevance that the mind is making this potential experience out to be, which is so wildly true. Um, So, yeah, when when you throw yourself into the fire or into the deep end um, for this matter, we'll talk about deep end you throw yourself into the deep end you learn how to swim and that's really the lesson here when it comes to discomfort you know throwing yourself into the deep end and just altogether learning how to swim that's that's what it comes down to there's a story playing in all uh, in all of our heads and it's usually keeping us comfortable inside an idea of who and what we think we are Anything that challenges that idea, we usually try to run away from. Allowing that with a sense of open-mindedness is key to mental expansion. When you're mentally comfortable, you tend to deflect things that appear as attacks, right? Um, Seeking out the easy way out in any scenario or situation will not help you. There's no elevator to the top. You've got to take the stairs. So that really just goes back to the whole idea of comfort and what it does to people. You know, um, people get used to a way of living, and that way of living is the elevator. And that elevator, they think, is taking them up, 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 up. But really, it's it's that grit. It's that willingness to show up to the hard things that really change your perspective on life and help you understand that, oh, wait a second, you know, uh, there's something bigger here and I just have to get uncomfortable and, you know, things will, things will become incredible. That's really what it's all about. Um, Comfort is basically death. You're saying, this is all I know and I choose not to, you know, step outside of that. And I think that, For starters, like like this life, like when you look at this life on a very honest level, there's so much unbelievable potential. There's so much opportunity. And it's not going to flow to you when you're just sitting around and just accepting the life that you've been given as it is and thinking that that's all it's going to be and that there's nothing greater for you when it's just simply not the truth like you have the ability, the potential to become better. And I would always advise taking the opportunity to throw yourself into that deep end and you know, learn how to swim in any and every situation. Whether there's something you want to get better at or, you know, anything. Just just volunteer yourself. Yes, it might scare the living poop out of you. But the fact is it's going to grow you all over the place. And that's just such an unbelievably rewarding process. So yeah, I hope that you all got something wonderful out of this episode. I, um, I'm a huge advocate for discomfort. I think that just living outside of what it is that you're used to really you know, challenges you. When you show up to life every single day, you know, doing one thing that's hard, right? Just one thing, one thing a day that's hard. If there's anything that I want you to take away from this in terms of practice, it would be doing one thing that is hard every single day. You will see yourself literally turn worlds, like, like over time, of course. But it's, just, it's something that you've got to continually show up to. And once you choose that way of life and realize how much it does for you, I promise you, you'll never look back. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I appreciate your time. Love, light, and peace. Namaste.